Julie, I'm really looking forward to our discussion today where we will have some fascinating findings from the PwC Pulse Survey. And I know it warmed my heart to hear that tax is not being viewed as a back office matter, but as a business leading concern. Absolutely, Margie. I'm looking forward to it also. And as you noted, tax is rising to the number one issue that they want to address. And I think today it's going to be a very interesting discussion on the weaving of tax policy, the changing business environment, and then also highlighting some key areas to focus on and controversy and audits. And so with that, Margie, let's talk tax. listening to Tap into Tax, PwC's podcast series covering current regulatory, legislative, and technology hot topics through the lens of our tax technical leaders, as well as process and technology subject matter specialists. This podcast features discussions with some of our leading minds around tax, trade, and domestic policy. Stay tuned to our regular updates and subscribe to our series to get notified as new episodes are published. Welcome listeners, this is Margie Dungeshaw, I'm PwC's U.S. Tax Reporting and Strategy Leader, and I'm joined by Julie Allen, PwC's National Tax Services Market Leader. On this episode, we are so lucky to be joined by Shelly Guyberson, who is our Tax Services Leader, which means she leads the consulting practices in our firm. So Shelly's here today to discuss the Tax Leader Insights from our PwC Road to the Election 2020 Executive Pulse Survey or as we're going to be referring to it throughout this podcast, we're going to be calling it the Pulse Survey, which is tracking the top policy issues at play and their business impact. So Shelley, thanks so much for joining us today and welcome to Tap and Attacks. Hey, thanks, Margie and Julie. Thanks for having me. So Shelley, PwC recently released the latest Pulse Survey, which gathered responses from nearly 600 corporate leaders, and that included CFOs, COOs, CHROs, and tax and risk leaders. So this included insights from finance and tax leaders from the Fortune 1000, along with private companies. And today we're going to be exploring the tax hot topics and the perspectives of business leaders on the 2020 U.S. elections global tax transparency, and cost-cutting strategies for businesses. What I really like about this particular edition of the Pulse Survey is that it taps into the collective intelligence of functional leaders, functional leaders of finance, operations, human capital, risk, and tax to help anticipate what is next. And in this period of uncertainty, anticipating what is next can be quite the challenge. So this is going to prove immensely insightful as this latest Pulse survey, followed by another survey that's coming in October, it's going to help gauge business pre-election views and their views on the election outcomes in a post-election survey that will follow in mid-November. That's right, Margie. And maybe before we dive in, I would also like to point out that PwC recently held a webcast on September 16th discussing the most recent Pulse survey, and we launched a Road to Election 2020 site on pwc.com. And this site is tracking the top policy issues at play and their business impact. 
And so both of these resources provide even more detail and insights beyond what we're going to discuss today. And we will also be having a second and third round of the survey results released in mid-October and November, which will bring you through all of these channels. So with all of that said, to kick off the discussion, let's first delve into the C-Suite's expectation regarding the growth and profitability of their businesses. So Shelley, big picture, what did business leaders tell us in the Pulse survey? Sure, Julie. Let me start out by sharing a few broad themes that we noted. One thing is clear, and I don't think it comes as a big surprise, businesses are forging ahead in areas they can control. So despite a lot of governmental gridlock and uncertainty about future stimulus support, they are doing planning in areas they can control. There's a mix of results in the marketplace. Some companies are focused on surviving, while others are actually thriving right now. And in terms of business recovery, one in four business leaders expect increases in their revenue and profits over the next 12 months, while 56% expect decreases. So mixed results, but it definitely signals more optimism than our survey results from last quarter, where only 11% of leaders expected to see growth. I'd also say that despite a little uptick in optimism, a staggering 94% of business leaders believe that the U.S. economy needs additional fiscal relief to recover from the pandemic. This shows that the U.S. economy is not quite ready to shed its federal life support despite the improvement in expectations and any optimism remains cautious. One final note here, I'd just say that with the Supreme Court nomination on the horizon, the outlook for a new round of federal fiscal relief seems a bit more doubtful than it was before. Our WNTS tax policy team reports that pre-election gridlock has stalled efforts to pass a phase four relief package. That is a lot to dive into. I mean, talking about the government gridlock, about the stimulus packages, and then also weaving in the Supreme Court. Shelly, you mentioned the economic downturn. And one way that companies are reacting to the pandemic and resulting economic situation is by reevaluating their current changing business model. And they're looking for new strategies to obtain revenue and more stability with respect to their supply chain models is also top of mind. So Shelly, since the start of the pandemic, we have really seen a shift from business leaders prioritizing liquidity and survival to more strategic oriented actions that they're currently taking. What are some of the specific changes in business models that companies are beginning to focus on? That's right, Julie. We are seeing several strategies being evaluated and implemented by companies to adapt to the new COVID-19 environment. Here's what CFOs told us in the survey. Almost half of them changed their product and service offerings. Over a third modified their pricing strategy or altered their customer segments that they're pursuing. At the same time, nearly a third also changed their distribution channels and their geographic market. And that's a lot of change. So as business leaders are expecting and really needing to drive different results in the near term, over half of them expect their evolving pricing and customer strategies to increase their top lines prior to the close of 2020. So all of that data is interesting, and I think it underscores that companies are really considering revenue generation strategies from multiple dimensions. And now let's talk about tax. You know, another key observation from the PwC Pulse survey was that CFOs and their C-suite counterparts view tax as the number one policy issue that will impact their business 
as a result of the 2020 election. Shelley, can you shed some more light on this topic? Thanks, Julie. That was a really interesting insight that came out of the survey. Um, and we were really in- interested to learn that of the three core policy areas we see stemming from the U.S. election, U.S. tax policy was the number one priority with over half of business leaders in the C-suite ahead of even COVID-19 related stimulus and ahead of U.S.-China trade relations. Here's one reason why we think tax may be of mind. There's a direct correlation between the expectations we discussed earlier regarding COVID-19 relief and expectations for increased tax rates. 70% of all executives surveyed, including 77% of tax leaders, expect tax rates to increase irrespective of which party controls Congress after the 2020 election. So that focus on tax policy isn't just based on Republican versus Democrat control of the White House or Congress. It really reflects the sentiment that the $2 trillion in COVID-related deficit spending has to eventually have a pay for. We also saw that executives expect that trade restrictions will increase regardless of who wins the election. As Rohit Kumar, one of our policy leaders, mentioned on the September 16th webcast, Tax is not a back office and compliance function anymore. It now squarely sits at the forefront of business strategy. Those observations are interesting, not only from a tax perspective, Shelley, but also from the perspective of balancing who ends up in the White House. Another topic related to the 2020 election is understanding what areas tax leaders would invest in in the event of President Trump's or former Vice President Joe Biden's presidency. We asked about areas of investment like tax scenario planning, capital investments, M&A and divestitures, supply changes, and many others. And so, Shelley, can you please share the results of those questions? Sure, Julie. So the PwC poll survey found that tax scenario planning is near the top of the list of areas that tax leaders are looking to invest in. Interestingly, 66% will invest in tax scenario planning in the event that Joe Biden is elected, whereas 38% of tax leaders plan to do so in the event that President Trump is reelected. Tax leaders also plan to invest in capital investments, M&A, and divestitures, and those areas are higher priorities if President Trump is reelected. Interesting findings, Shelley. So more investment in capital, M&A, etc., if the White House doesn't turn over. But interestingly, tax planning and tax scenario planning, while being viewed as more necessary if Biden wins, is critical, frankly, no matter what happens in the election. This was the view of leaders even before the September 9th fact sheet was released by the Biden-Harris campaign. The fact sheet highlighted proposals that are designed to reward businesses that create U.S. jobs and penalize companies that offshore jobs related to manufacturing, production, and services. There were also new details on proposed changes to the guilty regime that Biden had proposed to close some of the perceived loopholes in the TCJA that his campaign has identified. So, Shelley, it's not surprising that business executives would have a different approach to tax planning based on who may be elected. And what would you say to your clients to consider as we're getting into the final sprint towards the election? Yep. Thanks, Margie. So I'll go back again to comments Rohit made on the webcast. There are really three scenarios to be tracking. Status quo under a reelected President Trump, divided government under President Biden, 
and the Democratic Party sweep under President Biden, all of which will change the outlook for any potential tax changes. While there are unknowns, like what the fate of city will be under a Biden administration, especially under a Democratic sweep scenario, there's a general expectation from business leaders that corporate tax rates will increase and a general expectation that if President Trump is reelected, his tax policy would largely operate within the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and may not reflect as dramatic of changes relative to Biden's tax vision. But again, not all of this is politics. There's an expectation overall that tax rates will increase, regardless of who wins the presidency due to COVID deficit spending. And all of these sentiments underscore the critical need for both short-term and long-term planning and modeling. And keep in mind what we're talking about right now in September, October, early November is really politics, not true policy. Because, of course, we don't yet know the outcome of the election and who will be shaping tax policy going forward. Companies are investing in modeling and sensitivity analysis now to ensure their business operations and structures are agile and fit for purpose no matter the outcome. And there's a lot at stake, given the overall economic situation and ongoing pandemic. Nobody wants to be caught flat-footed or underperforming. And companies will need to invest perhaps even more in detailed modeling post-election when the real policymaking starts to happen and any potential changes become more clear. I also want to make a point here about tax controversy. Governments are, of course, experiencing their own major financial challenges right now. Regardless of who gets elected, I think we should prepare for increased tax controversy and audit, which will put pressure on companies to ensure that their tax planning strategies, reporting, and documentation is sound and can be successfully defended. And this isn't a U.S. or federal-only consideration. The OECD is still in the midst of attempting to reach consensus on an international tax system, which will also have a possible minimum tax. Non-U.S. and state governments are also looking for revenue sources. And given the highly complex nature of business and the number of jurisdictions they operate in, it takes careful planning to protect against controversy and audit. So, Shelley, there are two points I'd like to highlight that you just mentioned. I think the point on controversy and audit is really an important one to keep our eye on. And then also this part about scenario planning. You know, as we discussed in our fall scenario planning podcast with our policy co-leaders, Rohit Kumar and Pat Brown, modeling at the speed of policy in addition to business is a critical consideration for tax and business leaders alike. And an increase in that top line tax rate for U.S. will mean different considerations Considerations for domestic or offshoring activities. And although a tax rate change may not materialize by 2021, I think you are right to point out that it's important for tax leaders in the C-suite to get ahead of policy and controversy. And especially given that, as you pointed out, the change in U.S. tax policy is not the only lever here. So for our listeners, we will be doing a second edition of our fall scenario planning with Rohit Kumar in our upcoming installment, where we will do a really deep dive into what considerations companies should model for as they're contemplating the new detail of the Biden tax plan. Excellent, Julie. So now let's take a bit of a shift to a global focus. So Shelley, let's transition to the next survey question. 
PwC asked business leaders whether they envisioned a growing demand for global tax transparency in the upcoming years, which could result in greater reputational risk, tax controversy from all around the globe. So PwC asked business and tax leaders to what extent they viewed greater demands for transparency and increasing tax controversy arising in this current climate. So Shelley, would you tell us a bit about those findings? Sure. Thanks, Margie. In addition to tax policy considerations, tax can now have a material impact on the brand and reputation of a company. Companies are seeing increased demands for transparency, and government and public scrutiny remains focused on companies paying their fair share of taxes. 75% of tax leaders agree that transparency, reputational risk, and controversy will likely increase in the upcoming years. And the results show that the demands for greater tax transparency and global risk are a growing concern of business leaders. These trends, along with the pandemic and the resulting economic downturn, can result in taxing jurisdictions being more aggressive in order to find additional sources of revenue. We're advising our clients to implement efficient tax planning and more robust tax documentation in order to fend off increased scrutiny from taxing authorities and the public domain. However, as Tim Ryan mentioned on the September 16th webcast, environmental, social, and corporate governance is also top of mind for companies. In this age of transparency, it's not just external government forces demanding more, but also internal business stakeholders. The push for more transparency is reshaping businesses in a fundamental way like we've never seen before. Shelley, that was an excellent recap, and it really highlights that the stakes are rising for tax. It's not just the correct technical answer anymore with the additional transparency and making tax a brand and reputational risk. The stakes are higher. So, Shelley, let's take a turn now to another question from the Pulse survey, cost-cutting strategies. PwC asked top business leaders which of the following areas were they planning to cut costs in. Areas included reducing personnel and rationalizing roles, technology upgrades, changing internal processes and automation implementation, in addition to considering outsourcing work or leveraging managed services. So, Shelley, what did the Pulse survey find and what should businesses and tax leaders be considering as these measures are being implemented across the board? Well, so almost three-quarters of tax leaders are cutting costs and transforming their operating models through a combination of levers, and I'll talk about them from highest reported. So first is automation, next outsourcing and managed services, and finally, new technology. When it comes to outsourcing, most COOs are planning to increase the number of hours that they outsource over the next 12 months to respond to demand volatility. Keep in mind, while cost-cutting is important, this is counterbalanced by the fact that investments will need to be made for the health and safety of employees. Not surprisingly, health and safety continues to be a top priority for CHROs, with 60% saying they plan to increase their focus on workplace safety in the next 12 months. Businesses also remain focused on meeting the needs of their customers and have embraced remote operations in a world where speed and agility really matter. Also, not surprisingly, as Tim Ryan mentioned on the September 16th webcast, 
Investment in digital transformation is expected to increase irrespective of the election outcome. There's a clear focus on transformation here, large-scale technology transformations, driving efficiency, and creating differentiators that will balance some of these cost-cutting strategies. Let's also not forget that assessing the overall impact of both additional investments and cost-cutting measures from a tax perspective is important. You know, Shelley, those findings are very interesting, and they seem to suggest that the majority of companies' tax departments are robustly using a dynamic cost-cutting approach that involves the implementation of numerous strategies. And another important topic is understanding how the considerations of the current environment are impacting their business planning, as you were explaining there. So from your perspective, what are some of the actions that tax directors should be implementing given the current business priorities? Great question, Julie. So overall, our findings suggest that many companies are adopting a wait-and-see approach before making big bets on investments that may be linked to substantive U.S. policy change. At the same time, executives don't intend to let up on investments that are crucial to competitiveness in 2021. The location of production facilities, employees, and IP is, of course, a top concern for business leaders, given the potential tax consequences associated with these variables. The outcome of the presidential election is expected to have a strong impact. As discussed earlier, tax policy is the top policy issue for companies, and clearly the election result and resulting policy priorities could affect the direction of cash flow, capital investment, supply chain locations, and more. It's also worth noting the global anticipation of the U.S. election outcome and how foreign countries are poised to react. Tax directors should be considering the impact to their tax and transfer pricing positions as they implement changes to their supply chain, and they should prepare for an uptick in tax controversy and audits and further align their global tax footprint with adjacent considerations such as state tax and trade. Finally, I'll say is businesses face brand and reputational issues as well as policy uncertainties. Companies will need strong controls in place for tax planning and compliance, and they'll also need to focus on data transparency and how to evolve strategies to support goals that are responsive to all stakeholders. That is a great overview for all that the tax directors should be thinking about implementing in this current business environment. It's a great list and a very compact list. So Shelley, in closing, what would you say are the key takeaways from all that we've gone through today? What are those key takeaways for our listeners? Sure. Thanks, Julie. Um, So I'll I'll make six comments as a wrap-up. First and foremost, businesses should be focused on what they can control. Zero in on the path forward where you can drive growth and where you can have the biggest impact. Second, tax policy is top of mind and the number one policy concern for business leaders. The 2020 elections can potentially create dynamic shifts in tax policy, which can materially impact, for good or bad, the bottom line and operations of your business. The election could have a dramatic impact on the road ahead. Regardless of who is elected, there's a marked consensus amongst tax leaders and business leaders that taxes will increase irrespective of the 2020 election and that greater tax transparency will be demanded. Businesses should model against multiple scenarios to reduce uncertainty, allow for no regrets planning, and generate insights to help their companies thrive. 
as new scenarios arise, don't discount them solely based on a change in the administration or who takes or maintains control of the Senate and House. Compare and evaluate not only what you think is going to happen in the U.S., but the international tax and regulatory environment. In light of the 2020 elections and complex policy, economic, tax, COVID, et cetera, environment, it's increasingly essential for businesses to have trusted tax advisors who can help them make strategic decisions for a fluid business environment. And finally, PwC's network of tax advisors and policy experts can help businesses navigate both short-term challenges in addition to implementing long-term planning strategies to maximize their success. Excellent summary of today's discussion, Shelley. It is never easy, and that's a lot to consider. So we will have more to share on today's topics as we gain new information on the economic outlook, the election, and resulting tax policy decisions. We're also looking forward to our second round of results from the next Pulse survey that will be released on October 13th, and we will continue to bring you important insights that we glean from those survey results. So Julie, Shelley, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. We look forward to speaking with you soon. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates, and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.